listening to the Retirement Remix Show with financial advisors and hosts Chip Munn, that's me, and John Tate of Signature Wealth Group. Get ready for a bite-sized dose of timely and actionable financial planning and retirement tips alongside remixed retirement stories from real people just like you. Listen in now to be inspired, find direction, and build your own retirement remix. John Tate, what's up, man? The sun is shining and we are recording an episode of the Retirement Remix Show. So life is good. How does it get any better than this? Right? It does not. It's funny because as we were kind of in the pre-show talking about, you know, today's topic isn't easy. It's fun talking about things like selling a business like we did last week. It's hard sometimes talking about things like dealing with financial loss, but it's part of life. And I think that one of our values as financial advisors is kind of being that financial ride or die who's going to be there through these kinds of things. And so sometimes we have to talk about things, John, that aren't particularly fun, but we're going to make this as fun as possible. So when you think about, John, we've dealt a lot with things don't always go as planned. Really, this isn't about the loss because that happens. This is really kind of about the recovery and how to bounce back from some of those things. What do you think about when you think about experiencing financial loss? It's a difficult topic, like you just said. And the longer we live, the more of these losses we accumulate. And some might even call that experience. But how we deal with those losses, those accumulation of losses over time, that's the part that matters. And there has not been a show that probably that we have done together where we have not talked about the word team or the concept of a team. But my God, the people you surround yourself with in your life, I mean, those are the ones that are going to help you through a loss, help you recover from a loss. And it's just so important to have that team around you. And so I can't not say that, even though we've talked about it several times. But I think this show is topical because we've just gone through a period of time with COVID and the pandemic where people have experienced either the loss of friends, loved ones. And then there were some cases that they experienced actual financial loss in addition to that. And I think it just reminds us that a loss can really be anything. It could be loss of a job, loss of a friendship, a relationship, loss of health, money, all the things that matter to us and our family members in one way or another. And these losses, they do cause emotional and financial stress. What's one of the ways that you deal with emotional and financial stress, Chip? Meditation. You know, I I don't look like a really Zen guy, but one of the things that I try to do, John, you mentioned earlier that some might call it experience, you know, taking some of these L's. And I heard a pastor one time, and it's really become one of my favorite quotes, say, good decisions come from experience. And experience comes from bad decisions. And there's so much truth in that. I think that that's part of the beginning of moving through things is understanding that it is experience and to lean on past experience. So a big thing for me in recovering from loss, and and I certainly have had my share, is leaning on the fact that trying to get some perspective, leaning on the fact that I have experienced some form of this before. You've lived long enough, things have happened. And so what I find, and one of the things I talked about a good bit, John, with people during 
say this time last year with the pandemic is to break these situations down into a small enough point that you can find a relatable event in your past. So for example, with the pandemic and all the things that we were dealing with there, processing that for me came down to understanding that there have been times when I was afraid or that I've been sick before or somebody I love had been. There have been times of financial difficulty and there have been times of loneliness. And so leaning on my own experience in those three areas, the biggest thing, again, about this time last year is you were dealing with all of that at the same time. But I think that finding perspective is really a big piece of that. I think the other thing is being honest and being willing to talk about it. Loss, like you said, can mean a lot of things to different people. And loss can be financial, but a big part of the financial loss, one of the reasons that that hurts is because there may have been things that you had expectations for that aren't necessarily or may not be fulfilled as a result of that. So I I think there are a lot of things that kind of go into that. How about you? It kind of reminds me of a Calvin and Hobbes cartoon. And I used to read those when I was a lot younger than I am today, but one of those and, and Calvin is trying something for the first time with his trusty friend Hobbes and he gets hit in the face. And uh, Hobbes said, well, you know, that builds character. And Calvin has, a, I guess, blood or something running out of his nose. And he said, well, I must have so much character that it's leaking out of my body. So sometimes I'm sure it can feel like that, that you've done all these things and you still get hit with a loss. And I think one of the parts of our job that places us in a unique perspective is that almost all of our clients experience a loss emotionally, financially over time in so many different ways, whether or not their plans for retirement change in a way that they didn't anticipate, college savings, housing. Now that the kids are gone, is the house too big? Do we need to make a change there? Lifestyle, is the lifestyle that we wanted in retirement going to be what we thought? We help people through all of these problems over time and cope with these potential losses, the anxiety of an upcoming loss that I do think we can share that perspective. It happens to us because we go through it with our clients and it's so deeply personal to everybody that we can then turn around and use that character, that experience to help others. And without having to have experience in it, our own lives, we have it in the lives of all the people that we serve. And so I think that puts us in a unique position to help people through some of these losses that can be difficult to talk about. I mean, you can walk into a room and say, you know, I can tell somebody about how my father passed away and how his health was waning at the end. That I can talk about. But walking into a room and telling my friends that I had money in Tesla and Tesla went down and I lost, you know, 10 or $20,000, that's not going to be a conversation that is easy to have for one reason or another. We just don't talk about those things. So what do you do when you have an emotional stressor with a loss that is just not normal to talk about. I think that first, you have to know who you can trust, right? I mean, certain parts of your business, you don't want to put it out there everywhere. But to your point, John, one of the things that I tell clients all the time is whatever you're dealing with, it's the first time for you. And that makes it particularly scary and bad. It's not the first time for us. It would be incredibly rare, John, after our 20 years apiece, that somebody could walk in the door with something we've absolutely never seen or never seen part of. 
And that's a big part of a relationship with an advisor is that the right one has experience with what it is that anything that you could be dealing with. And so I think that's a big part of it. I would encourage anybody, if you're listening to this and you're dealing with loss, go back and listen to the episode with Tim Norwood. Tim's a great example of that and has rebounded from some financial situations that he talks about in that episode, you know, to become and to remain incredibly successful. But you hit on something, John, that I try to remind my kids of is people don't talk about the losses. It's a little bit like Instagram or Facebook these days. Everybody posts about how happy they are. You don't see mom and dad fighting in the bedroom over the family finances or whatever. We don't show that part often. And so it's easy to, I've heard the saying, to compare our film clippings to somebody else's highlight reel that they're putting out there. Nobody at the cocktail party talks about the stock they sold at a 50% loss. They only talk about the one that they bought that already went up. And so financial losses are not something people are comfortable talking about. Let's be honest. It can be embarrassing. It can be something that you feel like might diminish your identity in the community. There are a lot of things that kind of weigh into that. And so I think that having the right group to talk to, again, of trusted people, this is where in a lot of cases we make referrals to counselors because this is important. It's important stuff, man. Financial grief and relational grief are not necessarily that different. And so it it makes a big part of that. So John, when you think about we've had a loss. What are your thoughts or suggestions on how people can begin the comeback? I think the first step in dealing with a loss is to accept the fact that it has happened to you. Yes, I did this thing. I made this decision. You know what? It didn't work out. That doesn't mean that all the rest of my decisions are inherently going to be bad. Accept the fact that this happened to you see what you can learn from it and move on and look for the next thing. But do not diminish the learning experience from this loss by denying that it happened. It can be easy to do that. And that's going to be your first reaction is to say, you know what, I'm going to come up with an excuse of why this happened this way or that way or the other way. And if you can move past that part of it and just say, you know what, for whatever reason, this didn't work out, I'll take the L move on and think about it later. Don't let it impact your ability to move on to the next thing because the next thing is waiting for you out there. And we touched on this a little bit earlier, but your support system is very important when dealing with a loss. And so it might be your friends, family, spiritual leaders in the community, gather your support team. They don't all have to be in the same room at the same time. It might not be necessary for them all to be giving you the same advice like you want the team to do when you're selling your business from the last episode, but you want to get them all together. And sometimes talking about it is the easiest way to move on to that acceptance of, yes, it happened and get past that kind of denial stage. Would you agree with that? Yeah, I would. I think that you said something that made me write a little note down that said, don't miss the lesson. And I would be remiss. I'm afraid, John, that I'll forget to say, A big part 
and a big reason in having a financial plan, a signature life plan in general. There's a big difference between losing some money and losing enough money that it materially alters the future that you want to have for yourself. And by having a plan, for example, John, I usually talk to one of the areas where I have seen some financial loss is parents who loan money to kids to start businesses. We've talked before about how hard starting and running a business can be. And generally speaking, when we're doing the parent's signature life plan, if you loan money to your kid, we just pretend like you gave it away because the last person that gets paid back is mom and dad. That's just the way it is. And so we just modify the plan that if you were going to loan Johnny $50,000, that it's just gone. We just take it out of the plan for two reasons. First, I think that by doing it that way, I I think that if you're going to loan money to a family member, it shouldn't be money you wouldn't just give them. By doing it in that way, you can avoid some bitterness. But also, by taking it out of the plan, you know, we talk a lot, John, in our office about that confidence number in a plan. If a financial loss is going to take your confidence number from a 95 to a 90, so you still have a 90% probability of success in reaching your goals, for a lot of people, that's an acceptable amount of risk. But if it can take you from a 95 to a 65, all of a sudden, just in that two-digit number, you can get a lot of clarity as to how comfortable you are with something uh, on the front end. And, but I think that it's important, if we're dealing with this after the fact, I think it's important to plan for it ahead of time and, and to understand all the risks in your life. But after that, don't miss the lesson. You, know, you went to the concert, wear the t-shirt, because otherwise that's the only way really to carry the experience forward, to learn from it, and to really decrease the likelihood that you're going to deal with it again. I think those are all good points. And I think you mentioned the emotional roller coaster earlier on in the show. And what you just said, taking the money, taking the loan, taking the gift to your children, whatever you want to call it, taking that out of the plan, removes some of the emotional attachment to the outcome. And if you can remove the emotional attachment, you can sometimes even avoid getting on the emotional roller coaster to begin with. Because as you and I both know, the emotional roller coaster, it doesn't stop. It doesn't stop at the end. The only way to get off is to jump. And if it were easy for everybody to do, we wouldn't have to talk to people about buying low and selling high. It would just happen all the time. And it doesn't. It's much, much harder to get off the emotional roller coaster once you have filled in that emotional attachment between the act of loaning and the act of receiving the money back. And so that's something that can sometimes help. And I totally agree with the strategy of just taking it out of the plan altogether. But, you know, sometimes when you're talking about this, let's say you've taken the L and, you know, you've had the emotional or economic setback. One of the ways to recover is talking with that team and perhaps, you know, widening your focus, seeing what else is out there. Remember that you've made it through past challenges. You know, we talked about accumulating these L's over time, accumulating the experience. You've made it through the past challenges. You can do it again and stay in the moment. Take one decision at a time and don't try to solve all of your problems with that silver bullet. Those types of things are not out there. Each little decision that you make impacts the next. And so just taking it one decision at a time can make recovery less difficult and less of a challenge or an obstacle to overcome. 
those are some of the things at the end that I would just tell people if they're struggling with overcoming the loss. These are some of the things you can do to make it a little bit easier. Stop, right? Because anytime you've dealt with a loss, you're in an emotional situation. You know, uh, to quote the great poet and philosopher, Big Worm from the movie Friday, messing with my money is like messing with my emotions. And messing with your money is messing with your emotion, period. It's not like that. It is that. And you don't want to make the next decision from an emotional state. So stop, do the next right thing. Because it's human nature, John, to want to hit the home run right after that. And chances are, for anybody who follows baseball, baseball season's just getting started, the guy swinging for the fence is the one who also strikes out the most. And when it comes to your finances, the last thing you want to do is compound one less than ideal situation into more than one situation. John, any closing thoughts? Was it Big Perm or Big Worm? I can't remember. Maybe it was Big Perm. It's been a while. <laughs> I'll have to check that out this weekend. <laughs> you had it right the first time. No, I, I think that's good. And it's not every day we can put a Friday quote into the show. So I think we can end on a high note instead of a low note. I like it. Listen, if you're dealing with something, we've been here before. So we encourage you to lean on us or somebody else and find somebody you can trust, get some perspective and make the next right decision. John, I'll see you again next week. Next week it is. Here we have it, another great episode. If you'd like to continue the conversation, here are four ways that we can help. First, complete the Retirement Success Scorecard to discover whether or not you're on track to a successful retirement on your terms. You can find this at SignatureWealth.com scorecard. Second, get a complimentary copy of my book, The Retirement Remix. Whether you're interested in real-life retirement stories and inspiration from others like you, or you want to learn more about Medicare and Social Security, it's all in there. Go to theretirementremix.com to grab your copy. Third, listen in on bi-weekly office hours with our team. We host live virtual office hours to share new investment and planning information and answer your money, markets, and retirement questions. Find the details to join us at signaturewealth.com slash office hours. And fourth, schedule a complimentary strategy call with one of our advisors to make sure you're on track toward your ideal retirement. Go to signaturewealth.com and select the Signature Wealth office closest to you. We'll be back here next week for more on the Retirement Remix. Be sure to subscribe on iTunes or anywhere you listen to podcasts so you never miss an episode.